0: Live. Hello, Nathan. Hello, Tracy. Hi. Uh, Hello, listeners. We would like to welcome you to our inaugural podcast for The Generation Conversation. The
1: Generation Conversation.
0: It's something we've tentatively entitled our origin story. So we're glad you're with us and uh, um, hope you all have had a good day so far.
1: Yes. I hope it's going to get a lot better with our debates and, uh, you know, tirades. Do you have a... tirade ready to go oh it's ready Tracy you
0: you have a (laughs) time okay (laughs) fair enough I'm glad it's not contagious seeing as I'm sitting in your living room
1: well you know the big coronavirus is a big
0: yes yes that's a whole new thing since we last talked
1: yeah yes I mean the world uh, throws a lot of stuff at us you know we got to keep ourselves on our toes
0: that's that's true Right. I remember when you first moved into the office and I had my, uh, let's see, I opened my cupboard and I pulled out my giant box of viral wipes and I insisted.
1: I I, I honestly thought you were a little crazy. You thought I was a little bit too much, eh? I was like, okay, Tracy. And my
0: my hand pump of uh, Purell on every um, hand sanitizer on every desk or the fact that anytime someone in the room coughs.
1: But now I think I ask you for that box of Virax probably once a a week.
0: I think you actually use the viral wipes more than (laughs) I do. Yeah. Yeah. now you understand yes that's it is what it it is what it is right mm-hmm. nobody wants there are some things everybody wants to share and there are things that nobody wants to share
1: yeah so but it's all good
0: what else has happened you have just finished a semester of school
1: yeah I finished uh you know finished keeping school going it's uh forever kind of thing but yeah. I'm getting I feel like I'm getting to my path you know yeah just trying to keep active, you know, keep my brain active, and uh, figure out where I'm going. And instead of uh, kind of sitting down and thinking about it, I'm continuing to walk and take a stroll on that uh, academic pathway.
0: You're slowly moving forward.
1: Yeah, so it's a lot of money to do this uh, little it is experiment, but I am learning a lot more about what exactly I want to uh, make my career. And uh,
0: so it's not really an experiment; it is working towards a goal. Yeah. No, yes.
1: Yeah. But it's a lot of a lot of school and getting tired of it. So. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's true, right? Because you work hard, you go through school, you get your degree, and you just want to be done. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to go back and do it again. Yeah. But you're going back and doing it again because there's more things you want to do. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Right? That's good at the way that you're doing it at the front end of the clock. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a point now where I've always wanted to go back to school, and that's always been the plan to go back to school. But then you have kids, and you have a mortgage, and you have bills to pay, and... Uh, you know, and then um, at uh, now I'm like, I don't know how long, much longer I'll be in the workforce for, well, as long as I want to. But then I'm like, if I go back to school and it's going to cost X number of dollars to get caught up and will the job I get actually be worth the time and the tuition, um, like the differential, is it, is it actually an investment or not? And if I were to go back in school and learn something, is it actually going to be worth, uh, or not worth, is it actually going to be something I'm as interested in doing or learning than I think I will be, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like the, um, um, if I could figure out what I wanted to do for general interest, that would be great. But to actually make a career decision, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. At this moment, I love what I do and I love what I'm doing. But sometimes I'm like, do I do I want to go to more school to do more of it? Right. I don't know.
1: Well, it's it's. I think it's a pretty popular thing nowadays to, when you retire, just do some you know college course about you know for common that, interest. Yeah, for common interest. I know a, um, a friend of mine uh, is a nurse who retired and she, um, what's the wine person? Sommelier. Yeah, that. And she did yes. I mean, that's that that sounds like a great way like that, it's that's
0: a great hobby it's yeah. a great expensive hobby yeah super fun
1: so I, I mean I think human beings you know are always pursuing that path of knowledge and I think I think
0: that uh, is true it's just finding know. a path that's rewarding and worth pursuing yeah
1: because when you when you sit down and when you kind of sit out the window and watch the world go by that's when you start. Breaking down. That's
0: pretty sad. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I don't want to be that way either. Yeah. But it was interesting. I was at a uh, work allowed me to go to a workshop this week mm-hmm. on um, productivity. Oh right. Yeah. Yes, and um, and it was great that our workplace has this, mm-hmm. and I was super appreciative of the opportunity. And I went um, going um, looking forward to learning some new things. And I'm always trying to learn and do better. And and maximize my time and and all of that and um, I was probably I wasn't the oldest person in the room but I was probably towards the older mm-hmm. and of course um, I'm at a point I'm probably I could retire in a decade which sounds like a long time but it goes by fast yeah it, it really does you'll 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 see
1: well and, I mean yeah I, I'm 10 years past my high school already graduation that's now. right it seems like forever ago but it it also seems like it went by very quickly. That's right.
0: And the older you get, the faster it feels like yeah. time is flying. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's just one of those things. And so my filter of how I filter these things in life has changed. My mm. perspective has changed. So I'm in the room and I'm looking around and, and a lot of um, the people there are, I think, early or early mid-career. Mm-hmm. And um, they are... Um, I don't want to say fresh faced because they weren't really fresh, but they were keen and they were um, all in for work. They're all in for the job, right? That that this was, this is what you do. You go in and you work all the hours you can so you can work some more. And we want to be productive Mm -hmm. and learn these tips so we can do more work. And... My perspective was like, I want to go and learn how to be more productive so that I can do all the things I need to do and some other things that are important, but really I want to manage my time better. So I have more margin and less stress for the rest of my life. And so that was a, I had a very different goal, I think, than some of the other people. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think just listening and looking around the room, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely, there was a switch somewhere that happened somewhere, I think Somewhere along the line, there's been a, a switch in me where my um, mindset and approach or thoughts have changed.
1: Mm. So that was
0: quite interesting. It
1: changed in what direction?
0: Um. Uh, it, well, I, th- again, I think because I'm filtering it, like, how do I want to maximize the next 10 years until I finish and then plan what else I'm going to do? Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like I don't necessarily want to do this for another, I wouldn't work till I was old enough to retire and keep working for the pleasure of doing it. Although right. while I do it, I think, I feel like there's other things I might want to do or I m- might want to enjoy.
1: Who knows? Life is short, right? You can't predict these things. So your your attention is going towards more your your life outside of work.
0: Yeah. Well, it is... Uh, well, now that was interesting because I remember going to a seminar for a, with a couple who were had been very successful. They were in their seventies, I think, and they they did this breakdown about um, the way you think in your twenties and thirties and forties, like each decade of your life, and how you approach it and your perspective and and um, and and how what you can do right and and at some point you know like in your twenties and thirties you're learning and growing and stretching and. And I don't have the whole thing in front of me, but when you're in your fifties and sixties and seventies, you're saying that you know you turn those roles into mentoring and pouring into other people and and um, giving what you've learned that knowledge and experience and, and kind of using it to make the world a better place and pass it on to the right. next generation. Um, so for so it, it is a natural thing, right? And it's about I think the older you get, the more you realize that you're not going to live forever, and and you are just yeah that's those are big thoughts. Um, you're just trying to figure it all out. So I think I was sitting there and I'm and I think I've decided that I'm definitely mid to second part of my career, and um, a lot of the things that they were teaching I think are things that I'd already learned along the way or were self taught or or but just my mindset again it was like I want to be more productive at work so I have more margin and have less stress at home, um, or, you know, w- there was a question in a room about anyone here ha- has experienced burnout, and I think half of the people in the room right. had experienced burnout, and I thought that was terribly sad, um, particularly since the, I think the average age was so young, people shouldn't be burning that's, out.
1: Uh, that's a, a pretty common thing, I'd say nowadays, where people make work their entire life yes so you're there and you're doing everything you can and then you go home and you sleep for maybe six hours yes you just go right back and um i think it it also mirrors um it's it's funny how this kind of western thought of work is uh very different than like your standard european where it's more about you know taking your time relaxing and focus more on quality of life quality of life. Yeah. But you know, it's it's a way to do it, I guess, and
0: yes. I remember hearing a say a saying when I was younger and it was get all you can, can all you get and then sit on the can. Okay. Right? Yes. You just kind of yeah. work to amass it all and then yeah.
1: But it's funny that you're coming to this, you know, realization in the middle of the class. Where... Actually, it
0: was almost right away in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It was a long day.
1: <laughs> well, you know, and this is a you know a valuable lesson to be to be shared with these other people in this class. You know, would would you say you were in their situation when you were their age?
0: Um, I think it's true that they're probably uh, well. Yes and no. I'd made some different choices um, in my twenties. Uh, I was married young mm-hmm. and. Um, So we started having kids. I was in my mid-20s. I'd already had kids, and I already had a mortgage. And my husband had a good job. So I know this sounds pretty 1950s, actually. But what we did is, um, growing up, for almost the whole time that our kids were young, I worked part-time. We were able to do it. We were fortunate we didn't have an expensive mortgage. Houses are expensive. But um, we we made some decisions that allowed us for... um, me to work part-time and part of it was schedule shifting where I would take jobs that would spell off my husband. So I could work like six to 11 in the morning, a part-time shift and come home and he would work like a noon to, to seven or eight at night shift. And then right. he'd be home for bedtime, things like that. Yeah, yeah, Um, so we made some choices then, um, for, to focus on the kids, which ironically stemmed from, um, uh, my husband, one of his first jobs was in retail, uh, in management, and he actually had a bit of a burnout where mm. he was working 78 hours a week and there was no end in sight. 78? Seven to 80 hours a week. Oh, my Every goodness. hour the store was open, he was there because it was – uh wow. Yeah, anyway, it was brutal. And I think at that point we made decisions about um, what priorities and what's important, mm. and which was, on one hand, um, we were always really thankful for because he was always – um, a really great present dad and husband. I know when I worked years ago, I used to work in a medical office and we would see a lot of, um, men come in at the time. And so this is, you know, we're talking 25 years, 20, 25 years ago, there was a, um, men would come in, in their forties at the time and they'd be coming in with depression and burnout. Um, that's usually when you would start to see it then. I think we're starting to see it younger now. Mm -hmm. Um, and what is, what typically what you would see is you would have these men who were, had been poured everything into work and everything into their careers and they were exhausted and burnt out. And for all the, all that time, they had shortchanged their families by working 70 and 80 hours a week. Yeah. And then, but now at home they had teenagers who weren't interested Yeah you know, in, in quality time and spending time with family, like those, those years were done and, and gone. So I think between those two things that, that we learned, um, when our kids were very young, um, yeah, we were intentional about some of our choices to be a bit more present for them. Mm -hmm. Um, economically that there were consequences to that. Mm -hmm. Um, didn't have a lot of money for a long time. Didn't have, um, uh, Yeah, definitely we had the least fancy house. We didn't have fancy vacations when Mm -hmm. the kids were growing up, but um, we had time together, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was something we were willing to do. So all that to say, I go into the... Yeah, so I guess my perspective is already different, but I go into the class and within the first 15 minutes, I'm like, I'm not sure these are my people. Mm -hmm. But anyway, but it was very informative and it was very good and I'm very glad I went and I still learned some good tools, um, but part of me, yeah, there was a moment or two where I kind of wanted to, you know, take the microphone as it were and, a, you know, and share a little bit of life experience. Right. Um, there was one uh, individual at my at one of the tables we were at and we were discussing um, self-care towards the end of the day. And it was a self-ranking on, um, do you spend enough time with the people in your life that are important? And the second part was like, are you are you doing things to feed into those relationships with the people that are important? And it was like, you know, there are people scoring themselves a one on a scale of, you know, zero to 10.
1: My goodness. And I'm like,
0: oh, very sad. Anyway, that was my, yeah, that was my uh, experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's a, yeah, it's a common thing throughout history that people spend a lot of time at work. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot of stories from my grandpa you know, saying he's had, you know, two years, no vacation. And he's asking for a week. And uh, they say no, you know, and it's just company, you're a company man, you're a company woman, you're know, you just you're working until, you know, so we we, s- we're, we're done. And yeah. um, it's good that people are having these open conversations. And I think coming to the realization that they need to spend more time with themselves and their family, I think they're coming to this realization a lot younger because of this new um, open discussion about mental health. And uh, I think it's it's really valuable in our society, and I like the way it's it's going.
0: Yeah, I think it's... Uh, well, yes, on the one hand, I agree with you, although um, from what I was seeing yeah. in my course last week, it, it hasn't fully been put in play. One of the things I do think is different is um like your grandparents my grandparents my parents um very much maybe worked one or two places their whole careers Mm -hmm. it was like you got a job you stayed in the job you worked for the company you were loyal to the company Mm -hmm. you retired and you got a pension and you didn't question it you were kind of a you kind of a cog in a in a bigger machine but you were okay with that because that's how it was done right? right and the company took care of you that was the um, and certainly never questioned not getting vacation. That's, that's horrible, Yeah. by the way. Um, but I find, and I know in, in my, my generation, right. I think there was a little bit more movement around the Xers. I personally tend to be, um, I, I haven't been in one place more than four or five years. Mm-hmm. I think the position I have now is the longest one I've ever been in, mm-hmm. but I still tend to be very slow to change and, and I don't necessarily like switching and, and, um, but things happen and, and, but like now I think that it's a, what, the average is a two year turnaround. You get a job, you work in it two, three years and then you flip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a very common thing to just change careers now Yes, because people don't want to stay in one spot.
0: Yes. And they want to just keep going and keep yeah. going, yeah. keep growing, which is, which is interesting. So that's a different flip from, um, you know, you bring someone in, you train them, and um, they're part of the team and you just expect we're all this is what it's going to be and now it's um, you bring someone in you train them and you make sure you keep all your notes because in 18 24 months you're doing it again yeah yeah that's that's the work (laughs) life but it's just work right work work is just work yeah yeah and that's i think that's part of it too right that's a although work is sometimes a calling like there are some jobs you go you do the job you come home and you don't think about it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some jobs that you do and you do it because you so deeply believe in what you're doing or believe in why you're doing it.
1: Yeah, people either make work their life and they use that as, you know, their ambition. Yeah. And, you know, they go to school to reach this prestige of having a job that they believe is making a sincere difference in the world. Or they do a job as a means for just money. yeah. And just, you know, live their life. And I think I really struggled with that. Um, Like early university, uh, kind of, where I always wanted this this job to define me, you know. And I didn't understand people who had jobs that were just kind of remedial. And it's like, don't you want to, you know, do something? But looking at their perspective, you know, they're doing something relatively easy you know you don't have to think put much effort into it and they get to you know enjoy having you know putting more time into their personal lives and that's kind of it's it's uncomplicated and there's yeah. nothing
0: wrong with that either and it's all um it's all important yeah i yeah. think
1: it's uh yeah it really opens your eyes to different perspectives yeah. yeah
0: yeah different people so do you know do we ever talk about this you know what a hedgehog is no. Okay. So a hedgehog is when you find a job that um, you love what you're doing. You're good at it. And you also get paid well for it. Right. Or, or at that least paid great. decently. That yeah. sounds great. And I think that's kind of the... Everybody looks for that thing. They're all looking for their hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Right? So um, you could be... You know, you could be super passionate about being a photographer right um but if you're a crappy photographer right it's never going to be your hedgehog although for the record let me say you're an awesome photographer well, Nathan. thank you i wasn't I ran- sure where this no. is
1: going uh, i randomly asked you to leave my house no no <laughs> i randomly
0: chose photography i was going to be yeah. lame and say singing i was trying to yeah. think of something else that was creative, but yeah. no. For the record, everybody, uh, intranet and rest of the world, Nathan is an amazing photographer. Well, thank you. Um, but yeah, you're, so your hedgehog. I think you're always looking to find that sweet spot where you're doing what you love, you're good at it, and you can be paid for it. Right. right. That's. Um. I feel like I don't. Like a, ice cream tester. That has to be a hedgehog job. Damn. Right. Damn. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yes. Oh, have yes. you seen that video? um of the ice cream tester no oh my goodness he takes it very seriously okay it's um it's something else really i
0: sure i could see that well see that would be one of those things right yeah i totally get it
1: let me show you this okay uh, nathan is going to
0: show me the ice cream tester okay so hopefully you guys all heard that um i would like to point out that gentleman had was rocking an amazing bow tie
1: you look very impressive. Y- yes. In fact, that.
0: I'll yeah. put the link up if yeah. if we get this to like a, a web platform. I'll yeah. put the link up to that. And he was also taste testing from a gold spoon. Yeah. And I think we have now just helped me realize <laughs> what, what maybe I should be doing ah, when I retire from yeah. this current thing. Yeah. Um. Maybe I'll want to be a professional ice cream tester. Because maybe. I would like a gold spoon yeah. to be testing ice cream all day yeah. and get that top note of vanilla. <laughs> I'm already thinking you could mix that with a little bit of bourbon cream sauce. Mm-hmm. hey? Some pralines or pecans. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. I'm in. Sign me up. Where's the course?
1: Well, wherever your heart leads you.
0: Wherever your heart leads you. That's not a good answer. Yeah. We, we, we're really not an ice cream mecca here.
1: So. Well, we're pretty close to Vermont, which is Ben and Jerry's capital.
0: That's a long drive to work. Yeah. Yes. Have you been to Ben and Jerry's? Yeah.
1: I've been to the factory. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. That's great. Did you
0: get in like the long lineup to get an ice cream cone?
1: I uh, no no we went to uh, we went to downtown after and they had like a big shop downtown didn't didn't want to wait for the factory ice cream but it's just as good as it's, it's great yeah.
0: did you see the graveyard
1: yeah the graveyard flavors yeah yes it's quite funny yeah. okay
0: so what flavor ice cream did you have when you finally made it to the downtown shop
1: oh I can't remember but.
0: I think when we were there, the Tonight Dough had just come out. Oh yeah, yes, because Jimmy Fallon was a brand new
1: oh he's a brand new thing, yeah, night show host. Yes, yeah. although I'm not happy with the uh, the flavors they have at, the, at up here in Canada. The um, like uh, Loblaws, they have barely any flavors.
0: Oh, very low selection. Yeah, they it's... probably just bring in for the shelf space. They probably just bring in the top.
1: Yeah, and I want to try crazy different things, and they only have like three.
0: You got to bring in what sells. That's like going to Costco and they have Kawartha dairy ice cream, which mm-hmm. is amazing, mm-hmm. but they only ever have like vanilla and moose tracks.
1: Yeah. so There needs to be a way to, you know, order ice cream online and it to come in like dry ice packages. Well, I think
0: Ben & Jerry's used to do that. Really? Maybe before they went corporate. They sold right. out, but the original Ben & Jerry's. That like maybe be Ben & Jerry themselves would have packed and ice cream. And Yes, or you yeah. could probably just run across the border and buy ice cream, but there is a twenty dollar mm. limit, I believe, on dairy products. Oh coming across the border. Really? True story. Mm. And I have the utmost respect for the Canadian border services, so
1: So they're gonna search my they're gonna search my bag, <laughs> uncover, you know, probably a dozen tons of ice cream.
0: You're going to bring a dozen tons? Well, that yeah. will that would probably supersede your allowance to bring yeah. over anyway, Yeah, in general. It may not fit in my car yes. as well. But you was. could go to DeCortha Dairies mm-hmm. and I think their factory is in Bancroft, and they have all the
1: flavors. Bancroft.
0: Yes, we were there one time, and they actually had a... Um, it was a chili, um, a spicy chili ice cream. It was very oh, good.
1: I never got that. I never understood that. Um, Why did it, 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 some things aren't meant to be. sweet.
0: Is, well, do you like sweet chili Thai sauce?
1: Eh, sometimes.
0: So that was a little bit of sweet, a little bit of spice. Mm. It was good. It was better than I was expecting. Right. Yes. It
1: subverted your expectations.
0: Yes. Mm. Yeah, definitely worth the trip, for sure. Okay. Yes. But that's, what, four-hour drive. hmm So I hear you. Interesting. And you notice I didn't even pick on you for not getting ice cream at the ice cream factory. Wow. Didn't even pick that up. I just let it slide around on by. See, well, I, you know, I, I guess kept it, my opinions to myself. You
1: probably collect it all and, you know, write it down in a list to unload on me at a later date. It's
0: like you live in right. my head, Nathan. <laughs>
1: which I understand.
0: It's all good. Yeah. So what else, um, you know, before we wind down, what else can we say we've covered in the last number of months? We're in a new year. We've made it through January. Australia is on fire. We have um, the coronavirus. Um, we've gone through um, Brexit, yeah, and, that just happened, and um, I think they're just finishing up the impeachment trial in the Senate.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I think the yeah.
0: That's a big January, though. Yeah. Yes, a um, lot of
1: things happening this, and then Kobe Bryant. Died. And Kobe
0: Bryant, you a basketball fan?
1: No, but anyway, it seems to be a big, big. Uh, it was a big, 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 big person in, the, in a cultural. Zeitgeist of... Yeah, that's America. a good way to put it. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Larger than my figure. Yeah. Very sad to uh, go that way. Which, yeah. again, feeds back to our early conversation about using your time well and... That's right. Eh? And, and,
1: and I think I've heard that the reason he took so many helicopter rides is because he wanted to spend more time with his family. Yes. And so, you know, being stuck in traffic took a lot of time away in LA? from... Absolutely. Yeah? So... So there you go. I mean, I, is it worth the risk? You know, he probably lost probably 10 years of time if he went to, you know, work in a car every day. Possibly. You know, all the trips he yeah. needed to make. And then he had that time to spend with his kids. His family. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's it's an unfortunate thing for sure. Mm. But, uh, well, we all make decisions, right? And there are no guarantees. Right. Right? Get out of bed in the morning. That's your first risk of the day. Right. So it is what it is yeah yeah it's been good chatting
1: yeah so um yeah hopefully um on my vacation we're taking a vacation soon i can uh, pack oh. these episodes up perfect and hand them uh have them ready
0: fabulous yeah. are you having a staycation or are you going to go somewhere i think i'm going to do a staycation and what are you going to do with our mascot louis
1: yeah he'll be uh he'll probably be happy that he will be here
0: uh, louis the cat is now sound asleep He's contributed absolutely zero to this conversation. I think it's a
1: good time to schedule this podcast around 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Around his nap time. Yeah. That
0: yeah. could be it. Okay. And so what yeah. are you having for dinner tonight?
1: Roast beef with uh, Yorkshire pudding.
0: You are not making that. I am not. <laughs> do you know how to make Yorkshire pudding?
1: Um, I know how to watch it okay. being made. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. But on my vacation, I want to... There's a lot of... Th- I'm keeping a list of things to do. Um, and one of them is to work on my baking skills and I'm going to make like one of those like three tiered cakes and it's going to be all fancy and, you know, decorative.
0: What flavor uh, three tiered cake?
1: this can be like an Oreo cake. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Chocolate, vanilla chocolate. Yeah. Okay. What about the frosting?
1: We'll we'll see what happens.
0: Okay. Nice. Are you going to let the cat eat this cake?
1: No, he's, it's it's gonna be for me, and then whoever okay. I. It's not gonna to share be it. a cat cake. No, although that maybe I might want to try that.
0: Make a cat cake.
1: I'm sure there can be a recipe out there online. Yeah, it's probably got fish in it, or maybe yeah. chicken. It'll probably make the house smell a little funky, but
0: probably. Yes, I was thinking uh, more of the banana bread, the cat cake. Right. Yeah. Yes, but um, Louis uh, helped himself to your banana yeah. bread, just for clarification.
1: Yeah, the um, the safe spot for food that isn't being locked away is on top of the fridge and his uh his nose really led him in the right direction his nose nose night. and uh this is this is probably a good two pounds of banana bread right it was a big and loaf the cat is what probably five pounds so half his size of banana bread he proceeded to drag it off the top of the refrigerator it, it fell It plummeted to the floor where he proceeded to drag it across the living room to his, you know, kill area. (laughs) And he proceeded to chomp on the banana bread at at all areas. So he didn't, he just ate it all. Like he didn't cut himself a little nice little slice. He had had random
0: bites from wherever. He was looking for the tastiest piece of the banana loaf.
1: Yeah, he just doesn't have a lot of manners, I guess. And uh, yeah, he
0: how you found it in the morning.
1: That's how I found it in the morning.
0: Right and so for for context everybody else is Nathan we were on a little bit of a run where Nathan was getting this delicious banana bread and he'd yeah. bring it to work on Monday and share it with his co-workers yeah. and then he brought the banana bread in one day and didn't offer anybody any of it. Yeah and it then was... he finally fessed up that it was because <laughs> his cat had already been sampling it.
1: Yeah I needed to make sure it didn't have any. Yeah and th- this would
0: also draw us back to I don't know how you could possibly have gotten food poisoning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> really? Eh? And this this it could have been the reason why. No, who knows?
0: Sure. I'm I will give you the benefit of the doubt and assume that that anything that had literal cat bites out of it you cut <laughs> off and did not consume. Right. But uh, yeah, that's too funny. Yeah. Well it's always a, a pleasure, Nathan.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's good having you over and it, it is. Getting some uh, conversations getting some on work the record done, book. Right? Yeah.
0: Yes. Who who you just never know where it's gonna go. Yeah. So uh, yeah, make some good decisions this week and don't let yourself burn out. Thank you. All right, I'll do All the right. same. Yeah. All right, we'll talk we'll talk later. I'll try not to meddle in anyone's life if <laughs> fine.